there that you've never seen before. There's things that happens out there, things you will hear, things you will see that's unexplainable. Made me realize that, you know, we're not alone. We're not alone. I apologize for all the background noise you're going to hear in this episode. I tried to cut most of it out, but it was impossible to cut it all out. We actually recorded this together at the Monster Mart in Falk, Arkansas. And you will hear a lot of noise in the background. The, the Monster Mart happened to be pretty busy this day, so I apologize ahead of time for the poor quality and all the background noise. Now, on with the show. Welcome to Cryptids Unlimited, everybody. Uh, remember, if you've had any kind of encounter, strange, weird, anything, remember to contact us at cryptidsunlimited at gmail.com and be sure to visit our website, cryptidsunlimitedpodcast.com. Tonight we have a guest on the show from northwest Louisiana. His name is Kirk. His first encounter was in Falk, Arkansas when he was five years old. I do not have that file, but I do have the rest of his encounters, and I do think you guys are going to find this really interesting. Hello, Kirk. Welcome to the show. Just start wherever you want, and if there's anything, any questions I have for you, I'll let you know. The most impactful was the one in Minnesota. Oh, you had two there, didn't you? Yeah. The, 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 the initial one, I guess it was right around Graham Rise, Minnesota. A friend of mine's vehicle had broken down, and uh, he'd had it repaired, and that was his wife's mother's had like a little resort cabin up there and he said it's up there at the cabin he goes like you know friday we get off work we'll drive up and then uh we'll sleep in the cabin and then we'll fish all day and then we'll come home that night i drive his wife's car home so i said like, yeah so it's probably about one o'clock in the morning time we got up there we we're coming from just south of Duluth. so we got in there we got in the cabin and had these big windows we had a loft, and he said, I guess, I guess I'll sleep in the loft, and he was sleeping in the bunk. I was like, yeah. And the bunk was right by a big window. Didn't have any curtains on it. So I was like, yeah. I could see the northern lights, all the stars. It's pitch dark out there. I was like, it's beautiful, you know. So I just sat there and watched the stars and the northern lights until I just fell asleep. And then I remember what I thought I was having a dream. It was really weird. It was like some kind of like a... Uh, gray slate or stone and had like some kind of ruins or markings on it and I couldn't really exactly tell what was going on. You know, you're just thinking like it's a crazy dream I'm having, you know, but it was like something was wrote down or something and, and I just remember like, like say if you went out and you got really drunk and you start getting dizzy, like start spinning around, you gotta like put your leg down on the floor. All of a sudden I got that feeling. And I was like, oh, God, what's going on, you know? Because I, I don't drink, you know? <laughs> so I just kind of opened my eyes up. When I did, there was, you know, something was looking at me right through the window. And when they see me, like, turn my head and look at it, it kind of ducked back behind the window, the frame of the cabin. So I kind of, you know, said some couple words, like, you know, what the <laughs> And uh, then it woke him up. He was in the log. And he was like, what? And I was like, man, someone's looking at me through the damn window. And he's like, oh my gosh. About that time, they walked in front of the in front of the cabin with a glass sliding door, you know, like double door, you know. Here he goes, just 
walking right in front of that window. But I can only see my shoulder down. The rest of them was above the window and stuff. It was that big, you know. And I was like, but there was something about the way they walk. It was really the sliding type. Yeah, it's kind of like a moonwalk or something. Yeah, like a really really smooth, really smooth. Yeah, but it seemed like it was almost like there was another extra joint in there. I don't know what it was. It seemed like they were more that. articulated, but it was such a smooth walk. Yeah. And, um, so I jumped up and I went and I hit that slide door. I couldn't open it, and I was like, "God, I didn't, you know." The, the, my friend was like, "Man, there's a stick in the door. There's a stick." I looked down. I was like, "Oh, it's a broom handle." <laughs> I pulled the broom handle out and I slid the door open, and I took off around. And I'm looking, and I don't see anything. I'm like, golly. And a lady was in there. She had, like, two cabins that were staggered. She built, like, a glass room in between them and joined them. And she was sitting there in a rocking chair drinking some coffee. So she had to see it go by. Yeah. And I had mentioned it to her, like, yeah. I woke up, somebody's looking at me through the window. And she's like, oh. And I'm thinking, like, well, you totally seen it. You were in front of you, you know? You know? So it might have been something, like, a, a regular occurrence for her. She was just familiar with it. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't feel threatened or anything. The, the weirdest thing about it was that, like, the vision, like, thing I was having. I couldn't, I, I, I'll try and remember, you know, like, what was it that was on there. But it all happened so fast. And, like, when you come out of your sleep, you know, you're kind of like, like, if you don't write something right down, right then and there. You don't remember Yeah, it. you won't remember it yeah. exactly. So that was that, that was that experience. And, like, I told him, I said, uh, so when I came back in, he was like, well, what, what was it? <laughs> Obviously, it wasn't a bear. You know? And he just kind of looked at me, and he's like, oh. I was like, yeah, that was not a bear. Wow. And, uh, but I've talked to him a few times about it. He's like, yeah, I remember. He was, I'd just seen it, just a little bit of it going by. He was like, yeah. So do you think that feeling that you got when you were first waking up and you got dizzy, do you think that was it for Sam? I, I wondered that, or was he making a connection to my pineal gland. Was it yeah. broadcasting to me? Because in my mind, he was trying to show me something. He, she, I, I, I just assumed it was yeah, he, she, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, it was definitely a gray slate, and it had some kind of runes or something on it. Like, like you know, in an old scroll yeah, or something. Like cuneiform. Some of them were straight lines, but, like, I don't know, gothic Type. Oh, it'd be so cool if you could remember any of them. I know, I know right, you can't, I know. but that would I, be. I've kind of looked at some of the universal binary, and it's kind of similar to that. Okay. So I was, but I could never tell you what it was saying. Yeah. I, mean, I don't remember hearing anything uh, audibly. It's just all just a visual thing. But who knows? If I was was in real sleep or something. Yeah. You know, he might have got some good information. <laughs> started the spinning, I think is when he was closing it. So, you know, there are definitely some type of, I'm not going to say a higher power, but something weird. Ancient. Something, or, yeah. They know the secrets of us that we don't even know. So, well, I really think they've been here longer than us. So. Oh, yeah. So it's probably been in that time, I would think. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't. I, I, always think so. to, I think so. I, I always try to liken it to, like, the, the epic tale of Gilgamesh. There was Inky, then there was Inky Doo. Well, maybe that's what that is, you know. I don't know. I always tell myself, if I get another chance where I see him, and I can say something to him, I'm 
to say what you do, you know. That's the thing I want to yeah. say. If I just keep changing my mind on it every other day, <laughs> you know. I'm like, I don't know. Is it this? Is it that? Is it? I don't know. I mean, so, so yeah. I mean, I, I think there is the ability to communicate with me to some degree. I'm not sure. Like mind speak. Yeah, definitely. I've heard of that quite a lot. I've heard of that quite a lot too. And a friend of mine, she said she actually experienced it. So yeah. So I haven't now. I have heard the samurai chatter, but I've never heard the. Yeah, I've, I've heard the samurai. I remember you saying yeah, that you were that, your... that was a trip. But... Yeah. So what else happened in Minnesota? Um, we had went. Uh, me and some guy from work had went up there to go trout fishing, or salmon fishing, really. So it was like that's in October. So we had uh, we worked all night and we drove up and went to the first river off of Duluth. Was it the Knife River? And we down and we fished it was still dark you know and uh wasn't doing really good it was a lot of wind a lot of waves so we slept in our trucks for a couple hours and then we was like we'll just go up to the next river and we find a good one we'll go i can't remember the exact river we were at but it was a good out of six seven hundred yards you could only fish the mouth of the river which is actually lake superior you couldn't actually fish the river you couldn't get just, to it? Or no, you could. Oh, wait, you weren't allowed to. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, you have to catch them at the mouth of the river. Okay. So, so um, we're just like a race. Like, whoever gets there first gets to eat the first one and catch and cook. You know, got a prime up right there and eat them. It's really good. It's super fresh, you know. And uh, so we all kind of scattered. I have all my gear, nets, fishing poles, a little cooler for drinks. And, I mean, just, you know, I got some just gear, got waders on. And I'm running through the woods, and I get to this part where it's like a steep climb where there's like a little gorge that goes, and I can see the, the river. And I'm like, no, oh, we can go through this gorge, you know, and just follow the river down. So I kind of just got this overwhelming feeling of like, go, come in here. You know what I'm saying? And me being hard headed as I am, I'm like looking at that cliff or looking at that gorge, it's like, I'm going through the gorge. Fight this feeling, you know? So. Uh, as I'm going through there, there's this particular, at like one side was like really steep. And there was like a tree growing into the, between the rocks. Big oak trees. And when I got to that particular tree, I could feel it. Like, I couldn't see it, but I could feel it. And I knew exactly right that something was there. And it was like, get out of here, you know? And I was like, oh, okay, no problem. Not arguing with that. So I remember <laughs> hopping out. And there's rocks, big boulders out there. So I'm trying to hop from rock to rock. Because I stepped off in there. I was like, ooh, it's a whole lot deeper than I thought it was going to be. And there was a guy who was sitting up there probably 40 yards from me. He was fly fishing. He was sitting out on the boulder. And, and he was fly fishing. I'm kind of surprised to see me come out of there, you know. So I'm like, yeah, let's kind of wave at him. I start hopping at him. I mess up his fishing, you know. And so I, I get about three or four boulders down. Like a tree had fallen or something, so I couldn't see exactly right where I came from. But I looked up at that guy fly fishing, and he and he's looking like where I was just at, and he is freaked out by something. Uh -oh. And I'm like, okay, even more to tell me to get on down, you know. So, but that was basically that. That was it for that, you know. Yeah. And then, uh, so this was years later when I moved back down here. They seem to not like you to take their fish. You know? Yeah, I've been a little pissy with. I moved back to Louisiana and started doing some doing working in oil field. The particular job I had was like a flow bag. That's where you go out and uh, you were going to stay. 
at the very minimum, you're going to be out there for three days. So you had an RV and a trailer to pull with you, or you could rent one, whatever you wanted to do. And um, I had been out previously to this location, and there were two of us there because it was like a, um, what they call it, horizontal wheel. And they didn't have the pressure of their wheel. Right. So, so this was like South Bossier, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll say it was like Tom, Tom as well. But anyway, so we'd had some things hit the back of our trailer. We'd seen some things. We went out and found our little flashlights, but we never really could pick up on what it was. So about two or three weeks later, I was back on this very same well by myself. And uh, so I didn't really bring all my gear inside. I just brought my minimum. And, uh, so anyway, the whale had started having problems, started trying to die on this, just losing pressure, not putting out very much. I'm like, oh, no. So when it's doing something like that, you got to really kind of just sit out there and babysit it, you know? Oh. Like, sometimes you got to choke it back, sometimes you got to open it up. You try anything you can to get it to go better, because that's really it's your job is to keep it flowing. Yeah, keep yeah. it flowing and make it flow good so it'll flow for a long time. And uh, so I'd been out there just late, late, early in the morning. And then a couple, couple times thought maybe, like, you know, something's watching me. But it's dark. You know, I had, had a generator with my trailer and it had one light on. Kind of like a, it'd probably be like a little, I don't know if you've ever seen the four lights on the power plant. Generator. Yeah. I just had one light yeah. on. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. So it's not, you know, that light is just right where you're at. Like if you go to Walmart and you're, if you're under the light, you're in the light. Yeah. But if you're not under it, you're not it's in dark. the light. Yeah, yeah. It's dark. Yeah. So it's like that. And um, so I finally was like, look, it's so late. It's going. It's, it's doing a little better. It was like two, two, three o'clock in the morning. But you had to have a report sent in by 530. I was like, I got to go ahead and sleep. So at least get two, maybe three hours of sleep. So I had two phones. So I put the alarm on both of them. Like, I had some bibs on, and I was stuck under the straps of my bib, so I'd be sure I wouldn't have to sleep. So I'm sitting there, and I guess I may have just nodded off for a second. And I remember hearing something. I started hearing that, that sumo wrestler talk is what I call it. Samurai chatter. Yeah, samurai chatter. And I was like, come on. I'm like, somebody, somebody is. Somebody's somebody's out back. And they're finna get shot. Uh-huh. I got a pistol. I got a pretty good stamina in here. So I'm kind of just sitting there, and I've and got that one light above my trailer, though, and kind of looking to see if I see a shadow or something. Because my pistol's, like, sitting on the table, and I'm, like, sitting on the little couch, just arms linked away. But I'm kind of frozen, too, because I'm kind of like, they don't really sound like a person, you know? Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, there's got to be somebody, though, you know? Somebody out here playing around, you know? So I heard it going off again, and I was like, oh, that's it. No more for me. So I hopped up and I grabbed that pistol and cocked it. And I was like, I'm going you know, to shoot right through the back of this trailer. I'm going to get shot. But then it just got dead quiet. So I'm like, oh, okay, Buster. You're not going to scare me like that. I'm going I'm to blow out. I'm going to bust out this trailer. I'm going to pop off a couple rounds. And we're going to see what's really going on. So I went and grabbed that handle to the front door. And I could not open the door. Say, did well, you, you feel like something was holding the door? It would, the there? handle wouldn't move. Uh-huh. And it was surprised me because I just I ended up just letting go, like, what's going on here? So I was like, huh. So I just sat back down on the couch. The pistol was cocked. 
I had six shots. I was like, something comes in, and just, it's going to unload you know? My heart's just pounding. You can just hear it. You know, through your ear. Oh, yeah. Just, just yeah. adrenaline was going. So I'm like, mm, I'm wide awake now. I said, I'm just going make, to make, start making some coffee. <laughs> you know? Because I'm not going back to sleep. <laughs> not at this point. <laughs> so, I mean, I stayed just like that until the sun came up just enough where I could see outside. There was a, another guy, he had been back on the well behind me one night, and he called me, and he was like, quit messing around. I was like, what do you mean messing around, dude? I'm sitting here at my table watching TV, playing games on my laptop. No, you're not. I'm like, yeah, dude. I said, I totally am. He goes, you're not back here at my trailer? I was like, no. He goes, dude, do you have your gun? I was like, yeah, I got my gun. He's like, man, get back here. I was like, what? He says, please get back here. I was like, okay, so I'm on my way, you know. I grabbed my pistol and I drove up. It wasn't 100 yards away. He had his door locked. And I'm banging on the door like, open the door up. It's me, man. Then he opens the door up, pulls me in, shuts the door and locks it. I'm like, come on, man. What is going on? He's like, man. He goes, I'll tell you, I was sitting at the table watching TV, playing games. I'm like, yeah, that's usually what we do. It's kind of chill, you know. He goes, I had this feeling like someone's looking at me. He goes, so I kind of looked over at my blinds. I had them open a little bit. Because I'm kind of looking at him. Because next thing I know, he's I'm looking at something looking at me. He goes, not the bad thing, because it stood up. It was tall. I said, what'd you do? He goes, I ran to the bathroom and called you. I was like, <laughs> I was like, so this ain't been long ago. He's like, no, it ain't been five So he let you go out there while he exactly. was out there. <laughs> exactly. How nice of him. <laughs> and I was like, well, I said, uh, well, you know, what are you going to do? He goes, what do you mean? I said, you can wells out there doing bad, you know. I was like, we got to go mess with your whale. I was like, I'm not going to go out there by myself. I said, we go out there together and somebody, you know, watch each other's back, you know. And he's like, I don't know what we'll do. I was like, well, I said, you got like four generators out there. I said, we'll go out there and fire every one of them up and cut all the lights on and make the world, you know, that you'll see anything even close, you know. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I was like, okay. So that's what we did. During the middle of the night, I see you come rolling through here. I said, I know what's up, you know. So it was kind of quiet for me that night, you know. And I got up, did my reports, and I went outside to get something out of my truck. I see, I hear this clinking and clanging going on. And here he is. He's pulling. He's got his trailer hooked up. He, he's rolling out. He didn't call or nothing. He's just moving. He's got, he just, he left. He's gone. He left. I was like, man, they release you. Said, yeah, man. I seen him four tone. That well was doing really good, and you would watch it. I was like, oh, appreciate it, man. Okay. I was like, no, I'm not going up there by myself at night. So I had to go up there a good hour before dark, and I fired all those generators up. I mean, I took the lights down and shined them. Everything was lit up. Yeah. And I made it where I could pull my truck right up to the well. I was like, I was like I'm not getting out up here by myself. Because you know? on the back side of that, his location, it was like a drop off and went into the bayou. Oh, because there could have been anything coming through. Oh, bayou. yeah. Good hiding place for him. Yeah, but that particular, those particular wells get a high yeah. incidence of things that, uh, during that period of time, just over two or three years, where everybody had something to say. About Nobody it. liked that spot. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, then we were down towards Cachado. I got a call about four o'clock in my boss, he was like, look, man, he goes, I need you to be down in Cachada. He's like, can you do it? I was like, yeah. I said, 
I got my stuff packed up. You know, I always kept something ready to go. And he's going, it's good. He goes, I'm going to send a big country down there with you. So it'll be you and him. I was like, okay. I didn't ask anything about the well. I just got the directions. And I took off. So I got there. It's still kind of dark, you know. The whole rig up out there. They got a, a workover rig, pool tube. And I mean, it was, it was busy. They're like, okay, man. He goes, you guys can uh, just hang out because we need you. We can park right by the well in our truck, smoke a cigarette, do whatever we wanted to because nobody wanted to do that job. <laughs> so we got in our trucks and we just sat up there all day. Took a couple naps maybe, you know, while they were running pipe and stuff. Nothing happened. They got done. They rigged down. They clear all that stuff out. Come to me, man, yeah, just uh, go ahead and open it up. And just let it run overnight send a report in if you think it was good, you guys will go home. I was like, cool, you know. But I'd just been out for like three weeks. I was ready to spend my own time. Yeah. And uh, I talked to this guy, his name was Big Country. And I was like, Country, I was like, because uh, I didn't bring no food. I said, I got some crackers and some peanut butter. I said, I kind of want a sandwich or something, you know. I said, there's that little cafe, but it's about a 30-minute ride down the road. So I'll be gone an hour, but I'll call it in. And I saw I called in a couple. I said, I'll be there in 30 minutes to pick it up. Because I trusted him. I've worked with him before. He did a good job, you know. So as I'm coming back, I pull into the location, and there's a bunch of cows, and they're all into, like, a tight circle. And I'm thinking, like, why are they in a circle like that? Yeah. Didn't, didn't think a whole lot of Because we're about three, 400 yards off the road. And when I remember pulling in and I seen his truck was parked by the trailer, like his truck door was open, lights his own truck's running, you know. I grabbed the door and I'm like, damn, door's locked and shit. I'm like, I want the door up. He finally gets up and opens the door and I just kind of set the food down. I told him, I'm going to go out and cut a couple lights on. It's dark. It's going to be dark real fast, you know. I said, I don't want to sit out here in the dark. It is ain't insane. I kept Kind of covering his face, you know. But he's got the door to the trailer locked, so yeah. his door to the vehicle standing open, right? Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, I go out and uh, I get in my truck, and we used to play this game we called it the Duke Boys, where we go blazing out across the location in the rocks, and you turn the truck sideways and just slide oh, yeah. until you stop. So that's what I did. I was talking to my ex-wife, and I was like, "Watch this." We come sliding sideways, stuck in a park, man, jumped out, and I'm going to crank the generator up, cut the lights on it, and I take a breath, and it's like ammonia and rotted meat. No. And I'm like, and it like took my breath away. First thing I think is H2S, which is a poison gas that sometimes will come off the whales. I'm like, oh my God. I was like, nah, I'd be dead already. So I just, the generator cranked right up. I'm trying to hold my breath, and I flick all the switches for the lights. But when you do it that way, it takes those lights about five, ten minutes to come on. You're supposed to let it run for about five minutes and then cut the lights on. So anyways, I knew that. So I jumped back in the truck, and I was like, that'd be enough light, you know? I'm hungry. So I'm just going to slide back over to the trailer and tell my wife, hey, let me get off here and go her knee. But we're locked again. I'm like, bro. Is his truck the door. door still standing yes. open? Okay. And truck is still in the lights are on. Oh, wow. So he opens the door. And I'm like, country. And he haven't even ate. This dude loves to eat. I'm talking about loves. 
Yes, you might. Just, he loves to eat. He will eat everything in the trailer. He might even eat the trailer. He's a big old boy. I seen him rip the refrigerator door off one time trying to get a pie. And I'm like, country. I was like, uh, I said, maybe we need to call the uh, the property owner and tell him that he must have a dead cow or something out there by the meter run. I said, because when I got out of the truck over there, I said, August smells like rotted flesh in my mouth. And he just kind of looked at me and said, Ain't no cow. And I just got to look at him like, how you know? I was like, what's going on? He's like, man, he goes, I don't know. He goes, there's something out there. I was like, something's out there. He's like, yeah, there's something out there. So I'm like, well, okay. Cow's out there. I said, I seen him on the little tight group, just on the other side of the fence down there in the middle of the field. Yeah, why do you think they're in a little tight group? I said, I don't know. I said, so it ain't no cow. I was like, won't you just tell me what it is? No, I'm not going to tell you. I was like, okay. Bear? No, not a bear. I said, cougar. I said, I've seen the cougars out here. No, this ain't no cougar. I was like, look, man, I said, I'm kind of out of options. You want to just tell me what it was? And he just kind of goes, because I don't want to tell you, but he goes, but I, he goes, I ain't going back out there. I'm like, what do you mean you ain't going back out there? I said, we got work to do. I said, you scared to go out there? No, I ain't scared, but I ain't going back out there. I said, that means you're scared. <laughs> He's like, did you bring your gun? I said, man, I said, I, I got the call so early, I forgot to grab it, you know. And I said, did you bring yours? No, I forgot mine, too. He goes, I'm going to tell you what happened. He goes, you ain't been gone about 20 minutes. He goes, I got tired. Felt like I might fall asleep. He goes, I didn't want to fall asleep. He goes, so I got my laptop. He goes, I took it out of the truck and I put it on the hood. He goes, I put a movie in to watch. He goes, because, you know, we do that sometimes if you get tired, if you're standing up and watching them. Even if you do fall asleep, you're not going to fall asleep long because you're going to fall down. I was like, okay. He goes, something was right behind the meter run. He goes, it was, it was screaming at me. I was like, okay, that's interesting. He goes, no, he goes, this thing's pissed off, man. It's, it's mad. I was like, so what is it? He goes, it was a big boy. He did not like me out there. He goes, he was bending at the trees, screaming at me. He goes, he goes, I didn't know what to do but go hide. He goes, I ran into the trailer. He goes, I, goes, I sat down and locked the door and waited on you. I was like, okay, well, that's good. Now I'm here. Let's go. He goes, what are we going to do? I was like, well, I said, I'll tell you what. I said, I, just, I was just out there. I said, I'm going to eat my sandwich. I said, no, I'm going to go on out there. You're coming with me, though. He goes, no, I ain't. I said, yes, you are. I said, it's a live, live or die type thing right here. You're going to get out. He goes, you stay in the truck. You drive. I'm going to unlatch that light because you could spin them around, you know, 360 degrees. I said, I'm going to spin this thing around so it's shining out. Four lights burning. I said, and after that, if I survive that, I said, every one of these lights were cranking up. I said, we're going to shine this place up, light it up, brighter than Walmart. And he was like, sounds like a plan. He goes, let's do it. Come on, you got to drive, man. I said, I get out and do it, but you got to drive. So we did it. No smell. I didn't hear anything. I didn't see anything. And I told him, I said, well, you just. Going in the trailer, I said, I, I ain't scared. I sit out here, you know. So I pulled up next to the meter run so I could see it. So I went, he had to get out of the truck. And I 
just cracked my window about half an inch so I could hear the gas, you know? Because if you hear that gas, that would mean there's a problem. And I ain't gonna lie to you, man, for about three, four hours, I was kind of just looking at everything. Oh, yeah. And, uh, senses were on alert, Yeah. And then, uh, I kind of got a little more comfortable, cracked my window down about four or five inches, you know? And next thing I know, I woke up. I woke up with some uh, trees moving. And I looked at the cow. I was like, oh, yes. I was like, if the cow's over here, there's nothing to worry about. I said, once the cow's out, out roaming around, we're good. Yeah. So it's a good sign. Yeah. But, I mean, nothing really happened. It was just that smell was putrid. Ammonia rotted flesh. That's how I, that's how I smelled. See, rotted flesh is what we smelled when we yeah. smelled it. We thought it was a dead cow, too, though. Yeah. <laughs> you said that, that's what I thought of. I was like, yeah, that's yeah. what we thought it was. I was like, it's got to be a, uh, you know, a cow pill out there and just ruptured open or something. You know, the, yeah. the bladder busted open and smelled like piss and rotted meat, you know. That's when he was like, nope, ain't no cow. But he didn't want to tell me what it was. He thought I was going to make fun of it. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> anyways, we got released off of that well. And then we went to, uh, we took it. You can take two days off after you get released off the well. But I, I took one day off. Then we went up to our shop to just work us there. You know, it's about lunchtime. And he's, me and him was out there in the country. And I was like, man, I said, uh, I said, what you think about that? I said, man, he goes, he goes, I'd appreciate it if you just don't tell nobody. I was like, why? He goes, because ain't, ain't nobody going to believe me. He goes, I don't think we're crazy or some shit. And I was like, no. I said, I don't think we're crazy. I said, I, I believe you. I've seen them before. I know they're real. You know, I said, like, he goes, yeah, but everybody else don't. He goes, and then, uh, be surprised. Yeah, he goes, but, he goes, but people <laughs> make fun of you and stuff. Some people still will. But. Yeah. So there was an older guy who worked with us, and he was sitting over there on the bucket smoking a cigarette. We didn't know he was over there. And he come up and see stands up again. He goes, they're real. I was like, well, you know. I said, oh, no. I said, well, he didn't see anything. He's like, yeah, I heard the whole story. He goes, I've been out there. I've seen him. He goes, I've run up and slapped the back of your truck. He goes, that ain't nothing to mess with. He goes, they get too where they mess with you too much. He goes, just leave the well. Yeah. I was like, well, okay. That sounds like pretty good common sense to me. <laughs> I'd give it to him, too. <laughs> yeah. He told us that he had, he had one running through the location. Every time he nod off, he slapped the back of the truck. He said, I finally, he goes, after about the third time, he goes, I, I spun it around right on. He said, I had a 38 snub sitting on the dash of the truck because it was not big enough. He goes, I just took right off. He goes, I just went on to the house. Yeah. He goes, I that's, called that company man next that's morning. That's pretty big. Big gun did not be big yeah. enough, too. He goes, I told him, I ain't going back out there that well. <laughs> because you had to find somebody else. Wow, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think you really want to get some good, you know, just talk to some people been out remote locations. Oh, yeah. You know, and you know, amazingly, I've got that big, big foot in ones on both sides of my mm-hmm. car out there. Yeah. You know how many times people have come up to me. They got stories. They've got stories to tell. Yeah, you know, I've had very few people point and laugh. Most people yeah. have some kind of story to tell, or you can tell they want to say something. Yeah. And they just don't. I mean, I've had people on the interstate slow so down after they the went most, around me, uh, come back and look again, you yeah. know. We went out to that, uh, what's that, the Chimp Haven's at? Chimp Haven in, yeah, in Greenwood. I don't know where it's at. I, I think it's in Greenwood. When 
hiking for the day. You know, you could hear him through the park. Just going oh, crazy. really? And we took our dog. He's a, uh, awesome. Uh, and we decided, hey, we'll take this other little trail off through the woods, like a long trail, and come all the way back around. And uh, I seen I seen the dog. He stopped and locked in on something. And she started saying, like, oh, my God, what is that? What is that? What is that? So I, I had a, a 40 caliber pistol with me. So I, I kneeled down. I didn't see anything. But I told her, I said, I don't know what it is you see. I'm, I'm first thing I think is one of these monkeys I got out. Yeah, that would be the first thought. I'm like, these things are ripping your face off. Yeah. <laughs> no. So I told her, I said, we just were backing out of the trail. So grab him. Because so I, I could see he was locked in on something. He seen something. So I grabbed him and I started pulling him back. Come on, let's go back. Let's go back. And she's like, I want to go back. I was like, no, you don't either. You mentioned Aussies. I had an Aussie once. Not, yeah. There's only two places he refused to ever go. We were on a trail in Arkansas, a uh, tall peak trail. And about halfway up it, or two-thirds up it probably, he just stopped. Yeah. And refused to go any further. He was... Really? You could tell he was looking around. He was yeah. uneasy. He'd never done yeah, that before. Yeah, you can tell. tell. I've always taken him camping and hiking and everything, yeah. and he was like, no, I'm not. Yeah, we're turning got, around. Yeah. We're going back. Thing. And he was ready to turn around and go back down the trail, but yeah. not, he wasn't going any further up it. And that was the one time, and I have had some reports out of that same area oh, yeah? there. Yeah. 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 The other, only other time he wouldn't go somewhere was when me and my daughter were checking out the old abandoned water plant where the old dam used to be in Mena. Well, he refused to well, go in there. He wouldn't go in there. Yeah. I had to leave him at the door. He waited at the door for us, but when we went in there, there was this dang big old, huge pentagram painted in the floor yeah, with a dead chicken in the middle of it. No, I'm like, okay, it time is that. time to go. That's the only other place he never he never would go, those yeah. two places. And, yeah. yeah, you know, when you see an animal lock in mm-hmm. something. That tells you something. You really should right that, that, Yeah, so I try. I do. I pay attention. If I see them locking in on something. I'm like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah. Reassess the situation, you know. And the Australian Shepherds are really smart dogs. They are yeah, so is, smart. He is smart as a whip. He didn't challenge the fact that we needed to back off. It was surprising to me because he's usually kind of like, well, let's go, you know. And yeah. he was just like, and I could see him locked in. He had to stiff, you know. He was concerned he was, about something. Was, yeah. Well, you know, I've always wondered if Chip Haven being over there, those chips making all those noises, if they ever, yeah. you know, anything ever comes up there. But she said she's seen something that was reaching down with a black arm and was picking up something. Oh, okay. And I was like, Shit. I'm not going to say it's Bigfoot. But, it but I'm be. Yeah, it could have been. But I'm like, that could have been. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you'd think that Chip Haven would know if they had a chimp going, but. Well, I don't know. I mean, they, they were putting up quite a ruckus that day. I mean, they were really just, yeah. I said, they were upset over yeah. there. Yeah. We're just going to take that long trail, but I think it went right by them. Yeah. And I was just like, uh uh-uh. Well, if I lived in those woods and I heard those, I'd have to go up there and see what they were. You know? oh, <laughs> Be sure, like, sure, sure, what's that? What's sure. going on? It's, it's, anything's possible nowadays. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I think the thing is, if you're going in the woods and stuff like that, just know your surroundings. Yeah. Have your yes. proper gear. I mean, I'm not going without a weapon. I'm not either. I don't go anywhere. I'm going to make sure I got a cell signal or something, compass. I mean, I'm going to know where I'm at and how to get out. You know? Yeah.
Every time they all go out in the woods, they have that new thing on the Google Maps where you can share your location with yeah, the loved yeah, one. Sure, sure, yeah. I'll do that now every time before I'll go out. Yeah. Because I'm like, my sister will go yeah. right where I'm at, you know. Exactly. <laughs> this is and the was, last place she was. It's pretty accurate within to about yeah. three, three to eight feet. Yeah. yeah. It's real accurate. Yeah. I've used it um, before, yeah. Heather and I spent uh, a week up in um, Hanovia, Oklahoma. Yeah. And we had her side by side, and we drove that thing 327 miles. We broke it in good. Wow. Yeah. And that was through the National Forest, you know, off-road trails. Yeah. And, yeah. But we used that then, and... Yeah, it works good. I use it a lot of times when we go hike. Like if we get off there and be like, I don't know exactly where we're at, but you can kind of can get pretty close to yeah. where you think, like, okay, I need to go back this way. Yeah, you can at least figure. At least get your general yeah. direction. Yeah, the way, so. Let's get uh, over here about your uh, your alien encounter. Your triangle. Your triangle encounter. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, super weird. Where was that at? That was in Halton. Oh, that was in Hall. It is, right, right by Louisiana Downs. That's right. Private okay. villa back there. It's got some townhomes and stuff. And, uh, like I said, me and my ex-wife, we smoked, but we didn't smoke around the kids. So we'd always smoke outside. I'd like to smoke the pot, you know, just throw cigarettes in there. Yeah. Now, you uh, said that was a smoking pot, and you weren't smoking pot. Cigarettes, right? yes. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, we both seen it. It would so have made it more interesting, probably, but. You know, they might have. They might have been. They might have. Yeah, so we so we'd seen it. And I had my flashlight, and I started flashing it. You know, it's a triangle. She asked me, I was like, "It's black flying triangle." That's all I know. So I started flashing it with my flashlight. It started coming down. Just, See, that would have freaked me out. Yeah, a, a little bit, a little bit. I did. It obviously did. She was pretty uncomfortable with it. Cause, I imagine. Because I mean, at first she did come out, and I was kept on flashing it. And, she, and then when she realized that this thing was really coming down, she got upset and was like, quit flashing it, you know. So I flashed it one more time just to get it out. <laughs> and she ran in the house because the kids were in there, you know. And, uh, and that thing was about, I, I would say probably about 50 feet above. It was pretty low. It was, uh, and you said you saw it. what looked like plasma? Yes, I had a big, like in the center of it. It was like a plasma ball. Plasma like, ball. you know, when you go to Spencer's and they got those little electric plasma balls and you touch it and it goes to you. And the lightning like comes Just like ah, that. Yeah. Just like that. That's interesting. And I was just looking at that like, wow, like, that is so cool. Uh, a light on each corner. It's bright and red. I think the bright when they When it started coming down, the lights caught. The chains color started coming down. Really? Yeah, so I was kind of thinking, like, well, you know, what is this, some kind of secret spacecraft or something, you know? But when it got right above me and I could see the plasma sparks and so on, it looked just like one of the globes sitting in, but I could hear, like, just some mechanical noises, but nothing that was, like, identifiable. It wasn't very loud or whatever it was. It was really quiet. But I was thinking, like, I don't know what this is, you know. It's right above me. I don't feel no heat. I don't feel cold. I don't feel no kind of electric discharge. I don't feel static. Of course, I'm kind of numb by like, wow. What mesmerized. Is, yeah, I was totally mesmerized to yeah. maximum potential. But you could barely hear anything? Was it loud? No. Just, it was pretty, I would I would say almost dead sound. Really? Just an occasional sound like some kind of something was moving or something like a mechanical Mechanical hum, like a no, it sounds hydraulic, maybe. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Wow. So I mean, 
And I mean, I don't know how long I was out there because she eventually came out there and she was trying to pull me in, almost ripped my shirt off, and that's kind of what snapped me out of whatever trance or whatever I was in, you know? You might have been about to be abducted by the time. Yeah, so and then when she came out, she ganged me in, and she was not having nothing but going in the house, you know? Oh, yeah. And I, and I kept telling her, I don't want to miss this, like, one opportunity in your life, you know, don't blow it because you're scared, you know? I think I'd have blown it. I wasn't going to miss it. I think I'd have blown it. I don't think yeah. I could have stood there under but it like that. I remember that. I didn't go in. I stayed out. Is that the but only time you saw the, it? Or? That, that, that's the first time. I ever the first time. The did. very first time, yeah. And I, um, like I said, then it, it kind of just got a little altitude. The, the crazy thing is it was going right towards the base. And there's like Interstate 20 is like yeah. right there before you get to the base. And that thing stopped right above the like high 20. Wow. And it spun around like on an axis. It just spun right back around, straight back towards me and started. I mean, it's going slow. I wonder if anybody else saw that. And they it just did to be flying yeah. down, down the highway and seeing Wow. It. And it just kind of went back off to the north. I mean, it was really slow. So it just spun around in one spot. Yeah, just like just... it was a triangle and it just said, Shh. Oh, wow. Get a 180. It just came right back. And wow. I was like, yeah, and that's when I was like, uh, I was kind of like, come back. <laughs> I don't, I still, you know, like I said, I, we don't have that type of, that we know of. That is true, that we know of. But, so, yeah. so then that one night I was out and it looked like a falling star. It came in from a high altitude, sparking and stuff, and then it went from one trail to have three trails to, to just stop it, and it was a triangle. Obviously, that, not a shooting star. That freaked me out. Yeah, that's when I was kind of changed my mind. Like, yeah, I think we should be messing with this. You know, that was a couple weeks ago. We thought we were seeing a UFO. We were seeing something in the sky. And uh, my friend Heather there was there with us, and she said, "What is that?" And we all looked, and there was these lights just lined up in a straight line in the sky. Yeah. Oh, really? And they were moving, you know, together, and we were like, "Oh my gosh, are we seeing a UFO?" Of course, then we yeah. I was gonna say then, then we looked it up, and it was Starlink. We were seeing Starlink. Yeah. And then there was that one night that me and her we went out to the front of the garage, and we were smoking because we didn't smoke around the kids. Right. And I, that's when I felt like something was like just like standing right next to me in the dark, just looking at me, like you know. Just, I've I mean, had like that feeling. I don't like it. Oh, I know. <laughs> and it's usually something there. You, nine times and I kept, ten, yeah. So I kind of kept looking and stuff, and she's like, "What's wrong? What's wrong?" And I was like, "It's like something's looking at me," you know. But three or four times I did that, you know. And finally, I was like, "It feels like somebody is standing right next to me, like a like an entity or something." Presence, energy, a so, presence, you know. Yeah. And uh, about that time, you could see that V, uh, like a V shape, pushing through the fog. And then when it kind of hit us both about the same time, it was like, oh, huh, that thing's sitting over there watching us. That was that feeling I was having. You and they were in the same spot as the first time, right? Or were you... 30, 40 feet away from us. Yeah. Ah, so no, about so the same. Well, I think eventually that's what happened. And then for a while, sometimes I would take pictures. And, uh, like the clouds, I got a, I love clouds and stuff. Oh, yeah. If you zoom in, there would be a black triangle up there. Oh, wow. I, I mean, it was a lower resolution phone, but you can't really, I can't really deny that. It was, yeah. 
Yeah. I do seek out the Bigfoot, and I don't want to run into Dogman or a Skinwalker or anything like that. Dogman would be something really weird. I would probably yeah. never go back in the woods again. I'm like, there are yeah. werewolves out there. Nope, not me. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically that's what that is, a werewolf. Yeah. I know. I don't, uh, I'd never have encountered one. No. I, uh, don't want to. Nope. And as far as, like, Bigfoot and stuff like that, I, I would say that, like, people, whether, you know, there's some good people and there's some that are maybe just cranky. I don't know. You know, so. I think a lot of them are okay, but other ones, I think they have been harassed enough that they just don't like people anymore. Yeah, I get you it. Know? I sometimes don't like it. shot at. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, exactly. stuff like that. And I don't have nothing to do with them. They destroy everything they touch. Exactly. Warriors. They're yeah. dangerous, you know. They you yeah, stay, I, I, stay I, away from them. That, that, that conversation that came up, we're like, well, what if aliens come down? I was like, they probably already did. We're like, no, all they want to do is fight and throw sticks and rocks and shoot us. I Let's get out of here. And I don't understand why they'd be interested in us. Because yeah, they'd no be like, way. unless it's a, this is what not to do. Uh, yeah. And it's funny because I had worked on a, uh, there was a UFO crash in, in, in uh, Cape Girardeau, Missouri. I lived not far from there. And Stanton Friedman, you know, that nuclear physicist who was real big on Roswell. Oh, yeah. He asked me to do some research for and so I did, you know, I was trying to just, you know, anything I could find about that crash because it was like on an Army Air Force base in Sykeston. So I kind of, I got a little, very little information and I kind of had gave it to him. I said, well, this is, you know, kind of how I see it is like, you know, that they, they uh, supposedly they found what they call a vision device at the crash site from the Cape Girardeau UFO crash. And there was a, a preacher they went and picked up because some of them bodies were dead, so they gave last rites to them. This is how they do things, you know. And that's where the story came from. There's one picture, but I, I've seen pictures of the picture, but wow. nobody really knows who has the actual picture. Yeah. But I said, so if they found that vision de- device, this was before the first atomic bomb was detonated. I was like, that's what that is, is vision, you know. Yeah. I was like, if they decided, like, hey, we get this, anything that's radioactive or whatever, we smash them together, it releases a lot of energy, because that's what was driving the UFO, you know, basically well, control vision. Look at what CERN's doing right now. They're exactly. smashing atoms and opening yeah. portals. And- so in your car, your car is just blowing up gas inside of the engine. Right. So it's the same principle, really. Yeah. So they were just like, man, let's get out of them. They just like, oh. No, let's make a bomb. <laughs> yeah. That's how we think, you know, instead of like, hey, we could put this in everybody's car and they never have to get gas again. Oh, no, they don't you know, want that. Let's make a bomb. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's the way our government thinks. Like, we're a warrior. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, so, and he's like, yeah, because that's pretty interesting. Oh, I've never really thought of it that way. Because cause Roswell happened after the Cape Girardeau crash. I was like, yeah, they had it like two or three years ago tweak it up a little bit, put, throw it to the Manhattan Project. Hey, let's back yeah. engineer this and see what we get out of it. See, I've heard so many different things about the Roswell bodies. I've heard that it was just the gray aliens that they found, um, all the way up to the fact that the aliens they found were like almost like mechanical bodies. Oh, BBDs? That were, yeah, that yeah. were like, but yeah. almost like meat sacks that like something else consciousness was living in. Yeah, yeah. So that's oh, kind happens. of like an avatar. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like that. Yeah. So and I'm the, just like, wow, this is possible. Because they say they're engineered biological entities. Yeah. So see, that's what. If you could do that, I mean, that's not 
such a far concept to think that you could engineer something, but you could never really maybe put a soul into it. You know what I'm saying? You can make it with thought process, and then maybe with uh, just movements and everything. Yeah. Well, it's just like, like us. They can keep our heart beating and our lungs going, but that don't mean we're alive. Exactly. You know, there's a soul there. Exactly. Yeah. So it takes so, something to yeah. feel it. Yeah, so maybe, you know, it's such a, a long trip, even, though even if it's wormholes or whatever, maybe they interject themselves into it, or certain parts of themselves into it, and then, uh, and then, they, then they send them on these I think they're coming missions. from uh, alternate dimensions. Yeah. Or, I do think they that. Could be I that. See, I, I wondered about that be because they talked about the consciousness being put in there, and, you yeah. know, yeah. that leaves it open for... Demonic entities to jump in. Could, couldn't it though? Because if if they lost the ability to replicate themselves, then that means they're engineering themselves. Yeah, I, mean, I do believe that they. And, and a lot of people, I don't know whether they do or don't believe in God as the creator. No, he's the creator. I'll but argue with anybody over that. But not everybody sees it that I way. I know. I know. But they, I don't think you'd ever be able to create a soul. No. You know, this, this body brain is a physical vessel. It was created by your parents, created by my parents, yeah. which is a version of our DNA. But you is, can't create a soul. Yeah. And DNA is our frequency. Dad's frequency, you get your mom's frequency, and you put them together, and that becomes your frequency. Right. But if they do another one, then there's another frequency, but it's the same. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think our DNA is our frequency. Yeah. That's what is our matter. That's what depicts who we are and everything about us. That makes so always, sense. always protect your DNA. Oh yes. Yeah, but as far as like my body know, is my temple. As far as like harnessing a soul and being able to interject it into an avatar, I don't think that's possible. So in essence, what it is? No, is I don't just, either. It's no. just a thought. It's less than a soul. Yeah, I think the soul because is if they're not strictly actually, a creator's thing. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so if you don't have an original frequency and an original frequency put them together, yeah. it's not going to create a soul. Right. It's like a but it sure leaves a, a place for demons to jump in if they want dun, to. Dun, dun, dun. Demons are scary. <laughs> yes, they are. Okay, and that's the show, everybody. Thank you, Kurt, for coming on. And we look forward to having our next guest on. Good night, everybody.